grace to you and peace from God who is our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ, our Messiah. Amen. So she wrote to me in an email, I've been thinking about my baptism a great deal since two Sundays ago. I finally found an analogy to describe what seems to have occurred after my baptism. It feels as though I have finally accepted the hand of a very loving and kind guide. One who has the most gentle and strong clasp. One who will not force me to hold hands if I do not wish it. However, it is a hand that I ask to hold every day now. Indeed, I look to God for guidance and comfort and feel as though it is so incredible and wise that I have nothing to fear now. In the truest sense, It is God, but it is also a living reality. It is you and Sabrina and everybody in church and the words of the service and the songs that we sing. I feel in my core that God is much more with me now. I know it has always been so, but I have stubbornly refused to hold hands. And so I'm grateful to have received baptism because it is that bridge to God established so long ago. And I know now that I never walk alone. I received that email back in December 2000. 20 years ago, almost, from a dear friend who had come to our congregation because we needed someone to work in the nursery. And we, I went and interviewed her, and she started asking me questions about life and faith and Jesus, and what does it mean? She had never grown up in the church. And as we talked more, she said, well, I have to tell you, Pastor Dave, I think I cannot take the job as your child care worker in the nursery. And I was like, oh, no, what did I do? What did I say? And she goes, then she goes, it's because I really feel like I need to be in worship instead. Thus began a relationship with this family that led to the baptism of her and her two younger children. A relationship where they became godparents for Micah. A relationship where they took care of Noah when he was a child and watched him while we were working. 
I often look back at this reading and this email that I still have on the Sunday of the baptism of our Lord to remind me about the power of baptism. Like many of you, I was baptized as a child. I was baptized April 4th, 1971 at Union Lutheran Church in Salisbury, North Carolina, the church where my dad had grown up, the church where my grandfather had been the choir director, the church where my grandparents are currently buried, and the church in which I was ultimately ordained. So I don't have a vivid recollection of my baptism like Laura does. But every single time that I watch a baptism or experience one when I'm saying those words over a child or over an adult, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I am mindful that in that moment something real and meaningful is happening to that child, that adult, that person being baptized. Something that is no different than what you see right here every Sunday if you look up at it at our Holy Spirit window. The third set of windows on the right side, you'll see there the gift. That is Jesus being baptized. You see John baptizing Him. You see the dove alighting upon Him. And you see that it is something meaningful so meaningful that we do it, and it is the Christian rite of initiation for our faith. I wonder how often we take our baptism for granted. I once heard it said from a professor of mine that baptism is your superpower. That if you can remember what was said to you in those moments... You are my beloved child. It is exactly what was said in our Gospel lesson today, although with a little bit of difference. I love how our Scriptures have just a little bit of nuance with them between the Gospels. Did anybody notice something a little different about our baptism today, about the story of Jesus' baptism today? That's right, exactly. Well done. If, you, if we had read from the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of Matthew, what you would have heard is Jesus hearing a, a voice from God that was personal. You are my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. But what did it read today? What did it say? What did it say? This. So, of the three Gospels that talk about Jesus' baptism, this is the one where Jesus, where the baptism, the sound of God, is heard by everyone else. And I think that is, I think that's instructive. Because it reminds us that this gift of baptism, this, this promise that God made to Jesus, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, is something that for the Gospel of Luke and the writer wanted us to know. He wants us to know that all of us hear that important word. So that we can then know that that important word is for us too. How many of you in here know the day you were baptized? 
Okay, that's good. You have homework now. Children, let me tell you something you should say to your parents today. Mom and Dad, we always celebrate my birthday, but shouldn't we also celebrate my baptismal birthday? Maybe I should get a cake twice a year. Because indeed, I have been born into this world, but being born into that Christian faith through our baptism is just as enlivening as when we take our first breath. I love what Laura writes here when she says, I finally have an analogy. I feel as though I have accepted the hand of a loving and kind God. One who has a gentle and strong clasp. So often in her life, she didn't choose to grasp that for various reasons. And in a society, in a culture today that is becoming less religiously oriented, there are many people out there, perhaps like Laura as well. Well, why? Why faith? Why get baptized? Why Jesus? Why follow this narrative? And the reason I believe my answer to that, well, when I'm being a little bit snarky, I go, well, why not? But my real answer is, I can't tell you why, but hopefully I can show you. And indeed, when she says, it is more than just receiving forgiveness and and a ticket to heaven, it is also, as she says, it is a living reality in the people that make life worth living. It is in you and Sabrina and everyone in church and the words of the service and the songs that we sing. When Molly is singing, Wade in the Water, and our ensemble is singing that, that is holy moments and who wouldn't want to be here? Who wouldn't want to hear that? When we gather as community and you are Advent friends together and you surprise each other and let each other know that you're loved in a way that is a fun activity in community, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Who wouldn't want to be a part of a people who stand up and offer an alternative narrative to all of the death and destruction and pain and war that is out in our world today that we're so aware of? Who wouldn't want to be a part of another narrative that says that doesn't have to be? That we can be about something different. And together, together, Perhaps we can be that non-anxious presence in this anxiety-filled world and this what-will-be-anxiety-filled year. Perhaps that is our call as the people of God here in this place. I read something recently that said that, 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 leadership, new, that leadership in today's world is less about telling people what to do as having an open ear and listening. Listening. 
to the needs and the concerns and the hurts and the pains of people whom you might at first glance turn away from, maybe because of what they're wearing or what the color of their skin might be or what their religion happens to be or how they particularly vote on a particular election day. Perhaps, instead of looking at them as other, we sit and listen. And as we do that, we do that because we are freed in baptism to love. Because we have been given in baptism a new narrative. A narrative of God's amazing grace and peace given freely to all. So that they might live anew and without shame and pain and hurts and can dare to be that non-anxious loving presence in a world that is so full of anxiety and fear. We may not want to grab hands with that guide. But as we do, we will notice that we're not just grabbing hands with Christ. No, we're actually grabbing hands with so many others. And walking together as a people who see the world through God's eyes. Who see people through God's eyes. And who seek to help them know that they too have been given this gift of God's amazing grace. She writes that baptism and the relationship with God was a bridge and that you're never again walking alone. As the baptized people of God, we are never walking alone. And together, we can help this world be a little more as God would have it be. That is the promise of baptism. That is the promise for every day. In Jesus' name, amen.